Welcome to On Texas Football. It's Roundup Edition with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Justin. Let's talk a little uh, news over the weekend. A uh, couple of things of importance. Uh, Warren Roberson on campus, uh, the recruit out of Red Oak that is committed to TCU, uh, but has visited Texas and USC on back-to-back weeks now. What is the latest you're hearing? Uh, I caught up with Robert, uh, Roberson late Friday. He got into Austin uh, probably about 9, 9.30 that evening. Uh, really enjoyed himself throughout the weekend. I didn't bother him too much. These kids are on official visits. They don't want us pestering them a whole lot. But uh, when he left Sunday, I think he left a really happy guy. And I also think he left uh, with a pretty good idea of where he's going to be attending college. Um, I have a feeling we're going to find out on Wednesday morning. Uh, Inside Texas is scheduled to be live at Red Oak uh, High School for their ceremony at 830 on February 1st. It's uh, National Signing Day 2. Not the same kind of not the same feeling of the past Februarys because mid-December kind of knocks that out with the early signing period. But still, still a fun day. Nevertheless, Texas gets to wrap up their class. Uh, I think they did a great job with Roberson. I I think the one on one with Gideon was big because I think he wanted to feel not only wanted, but how he was going to be utilized, Bobby. I think that was a big thing. Uh, USC just never made a lot of sense. Now, granted, he could change, you know, in 48 hours, he could pick Southern Cal and I'd be moderately surprised. But this doesn't this kid doesn't give me the feeling he's going to go that far away from home. Uh, Taking him from TCU would be big because this is the type of kid that TCU signed over the last 10 years and turns into an all-conference player that winds up getting drafted and going to the league. Roberson, he's that type of athlete with that type of edge to his disposition. Uh, I think Texas did a great job. I think they they did exactly what they needed to, Bobby. They gave him that focus. They only had a handful of kids on campus so that they could give that one-on-one time for him and his family. I think his mother came up the second day. And so – uh, right now, we posted a great update at the ins- on the, in the inside scoop at InsideTexas.com. Be sure and check it out. Uh, but I like where Texas stands with Roberson post-visit. I guess we'll find out in the next 48 hours how real it is. Well, all of those guys you're talking about that went to TCU and ended up drafted uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they were all recruited by Gary Patterson, who's now on campus on the 40 acres. I want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura is uh, the sponsor of Roundup. Uh, it is brought to you by an accomplished Austin realtor. Uh, Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. So if you're moving to or from Austin, uh, Laura can handle it. Laura is also not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. We appreciate her time here on On Texas Football. Uh, Justin, uh, Texas at 24 commitments right now on the recruiting campaign. Uh, Roberson would make 25. There's also, and Texas is sitting at number three in the national team recruiting rankings, uh, which is not a, you know, it's not the end all be all, but it certainly means that the Longhorns have a high quality, high talent class. Uh, They're also waiting on Deuce Robinson right now, the tight end out of uh, the Phoenix area. What is the latest you or Jerry Hamilton, uh, one of your colleagues at Inside Texas or one of our colleagues at Inside Texas is hearing? Yeah, Jerry added a uh, added an update on Deuce in our scoop this morning, uh, essentially saying Texas is going to recruit through the whistle. Uh, that you know, just understand this was a this was going to be a, a a tall hill to climb 
even from the start. And even when they had a little bit of momentum in October, November, when they brought him on campus for an official visit. Uh, but I, I maintain, I just, I think that they're, they're, they're fighting the wrong people. I, I, I just don't, you know, if this was down to Texas and OU and, and Texas A&M, I'd feel pretty good, but it's down to Georgia. And I think USC is still in the mix as well. And so uh, I just don't have a good feeling about Deuce ending up at Texas. Give the staff credit. Jeff Banks has been diligent. Steve Sarkeesian has continued that that conversation with him. Um, you know, he came off of a – he had kind of a bad workout with the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, pre, pre-draft kind of deal a few weeks ago. And so I'm, I'm kind of questioning where baseball factors in here. But if I'm a Texas fan, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock or worry into it because I just from the beginning to end just don't see Deuce Robinson in this class, Bobby. Interesting. Uh, I know the Longhorns are still going to keep recruiting him, uh, but uh, it looks like if you were to say right now you would put 50, what kind of odds would you put on Roberson versus Robertson being in this class? All of them. Okay. <laughs> I, eight, I don't 80, know how 80, much eighty percent Roberson in eighty twenty percent Robinson in and the twenty percent has a chance to change to drop to drop I got you okay no that's that's good conversation I mean that's that's really what we're talking about now uh, Roberson was not the only uh, player on campus this weekend he was the only twenty twenty three recruit but also right. another guy from Mansfield Legacy same high school as. Uh, uh, as Jalen Catalan uh, was in for a visit this weekend, uh, landing Cleveland. Tell us a little bit about him. He's a 2024 prospect. Yeah, we posted on Friday in the humidor that landing Cleveland was expected to be on campus. Oh, no, no. We posted it late Friday evening. He was kind of a, a late addition. I actually got to catch up with Landon Sunday evening, posted a quick update last night. We've got another segment on him in the inside scoop. Be sure to check that out. Uh, Cleveland's one of those kids that has really good tape. Uh, he's only a three-star, but I think when re-rankings come out, he's 6'1", about 180 with some range. He can play some safety. He can play some corner, and he actually also plays wide receiver. He, he's got some talent uh, back there for, for legacy, and he's got some nice offers too. There's a handful of schools that, that are in the mix from Texas A&M to TCU. Uh, you know, he's doing pretty well. He really – what the thing that st- stood out with Cleveland was that he loved being the only recruit on campus. He got a ton of one-on-one with Steve Sarkeesian and, and Blake Gideon, and that was big for him. They, he, he wasn't there very long, but they, they decided to give him a call and, and, and invite him up just for you know a half day just so he could see the facilities, get a little FaceTime one-on-one. Uh, he, he loved getting to, to talk to those coaches one-on-one, but he also liked being in the positional meetings. He, he learned a lot. He was able to, to ask questions. He got some things answered, and he left a lot happier than when he arrived. He absolutely loved the photo shoot. He sent me one of his photos uh, from his Texas uniform shoot. He actually he loved doing that, and a lot of kids love to do that. It's a 2024. He's He's got 10 months before he has to make a decision, and we're not really sure where Cleveland measures up on, on the priority chart because there's some other safeties uh, potentially higher up on that board. But Cleveland is a very good prospect. He's one that you just you got to watch. He may be one of those later evaluations that this staff makes. He enjoyed his trip. Um, he went to Texas A&M on, on Saturday, so he was able to knock out a couple schools just like that. But right now, uh, I think Cleveland just kind of wanted some peace of mind. He wanted to know where he stood with the Texas coaches. He wanted to know where he would fit. 
And that way he can go into his decision-making process this spring when he starts figuring out where he's going to take his official visits. Um, speaking of uh, other visits and, and where guys have gone, uh, this weekend Texas didn't have many guys on campus, but other teams did, whether it's A&M, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida. I mean, I, I saw it light up. Uh, Texas had their big junior day the week before. Anything major of note come out of those junior days elsewhere, in your opinion, Justin? Um, a few things. Uh, I thought Colorado probably had the most talent in one collection at one time on its campus in the history of that football program. Uh, Coach Prime is that that thing is a reality show, and Coach Prime is the star. And so they had a ton of five, four and five stars, and you just don't see that in Colorado. DeAndre Robinson sent me a, a picture. Uh, outside of the stadium, there was snow everywhere. DeAndre Robinson's from Orlando, Florida, mind you. And I asked him, you know, what, what what's all that snow like? And he's like, I don't know about this. And so it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Deion Sanders does up in Colorado. But I, it, it's a fun show, so I do enjoy watching it. Um, anything, ar- anything around OU, A&M? That, well, no, that's what's right. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to go through each one of them. It was uh, Micah, uh, Micah Hudson. Lake Belton wide receiver spent uh, most of the day at College Station. Uh, he, he actually, I think he took in one of the basketball games later that evening. Uh, he enjoyed his trip as well. Surprisingly, he showed up the next day for a, a kind of a surprise visit with Sel- with corner uh, teammate Selman Bridges at TCU. He enjoyed that, that, that visit as well. And so we're, we're starting to see Micah Hudson get out on the road a little bit and, and see some of these schools that are in in hot pursuit. And so I thought that was noteworthy that he hit both of those this weekend. Uh, he, he He's really doing his best to appease some of these coaches and, and to extend them that respect and at least go see him face to face. Yeah, A&M had a big group. They had a really big group come in. Uh, hadn't heard much from the Oklahoma side. I, I, I don't, maybe it's a lack of my research on what, who they were bringing in, but there just didn't seem to be a lot of buzz. And I think, you know, coming off, they signed a really, really good 2023 class after having a really mediocre uh, 2022 season. I kind of thought they would they would use some of that momentum going into it, but I didn't hear anything noteworthy coming out of that. Not to say something didn't, but uh, give us a few days and, and we'll certainly have probably a little bit more from that. But just overall, just a little surprised. Um Colin Simmons uh, ended up in Fort Worth on Sunday as well. He went in there and took in junior day as well. Colin Simmons squarely on the Texas big board, one of the top priorities for 2024. And so I think the biggest thing to glean from this weekend, Bobby, was that I don't feel like Texas, any of their targets, they lost ground. And that's that's really what you kind of want to be cognizant of when these kids go after a Texas trip to see you know, what that after visit buzz is like when they go to other campuses. And, and from what we can tell so far, uh, I, I, I don't think a lot of those guys, the needle was moved. I think it was more of a customary hit the junior day, kind of get a feel for it. And and for me personally, I'm watching Micah Hudson, what he, where he's going. I'm watching Colin Simmons, uh, Zena Uma Azulu. He, he went up to Oklahoma and had a great time up there. I, I'm wondering where he is positioned on the priority board for edges just because that's an ever-changing thing, uh, especially with his development where it's at. So if I'm a Texas fan, I don't think you really lost any ground on, on your main targets. And if I'm a fan, that's the number one takeaway for me. They're, they do. Jarrett Gibson was in Florida this weekend. 
And I know he's the top running back target for Tashar Choice and the Horns tailbacks. Uh, and from my impression, I, I think Gibson is similar to Hudson. He's going through the motions. He's, he's seeing these places face-to-face. And, and even with him leaving Florida, I still think Texas is the leader going into this week. Yeah, interesting. All right, uh, speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, this is the roundup. Uh, Justin, uh, real quick for you, uh, before we let you go here, the basketball team went up to Knoxville, Tennessee, and I wouldn't say they laid an egg, but they certainly weren't competitive. Uh, they, they were competitive in the second half. Uh, they just didn't look like a great team. I cautioned people not to overreact uh, on that, but they have Baylor coming to town tonight, uh, which is a conference game. Uh, what are your thoughts on Texas basketball right now? And and it's Rodney Terry, you think, the guy to take over that job long term, or is it still wait and see for you? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. That's a great question, Bobby, because we're at that stage in the season where you're going to start separating the good. You know, if you're going to make a run, you're going to this is when you're going to start making a run. I'm going to save the Terry tidbit because I'm just not sure yet. And I want to give that guy a a ton, enough of a sample size. Um, This is what happens when you play in the best basketball conference in college. You play top 10, top 20 teams on a biweekly basis. And then you throw uh, SEC challenge number four ranked Tennessee on the road in the middle. (laughs) Basketball sure is funny when it comes to scheduling. Uh, Rick Barnes bowl part two. I think Barnes won a little payback from last year's uh, last second loss in Austin. Um, I think Tennessee's just a little bit better of a team overall. I don't think they're more talented. I just think they're probably a little bit more cohesive, a little bit more, uh, they lost some guys, so I wouldn't even say they have more veterans, but they're, they're just, I feel like, a little bit better of a team, and I thought they caught a run in the second half to sort of separate. I think they won by, what, eight, nine, maybe even ten. Kind of kind of was it within, when, within that distance. Free throw shooting continues to play Texas, but, I mean, that's a different – same book, different chapter. Um, I think it was – you get to kind of measure yourself. That would have been a big resume win, and I still think you're going to see Texas as a three – probably four seed going into the NCAA tournament, at least as of today, you still got to get through the gauntlet of the big 12 and you still got to get through that tournament. But with Texas basketball, it's so wait and see right now, this is going to be the time where you start making a run. If this is going to be the group that, that gets to the sweet 16 potentially makes a, a, a run of the elite eight or, you know, God, you know, hopefully the final four down in Houston, Texas, this is just, it's kind of the time you want to see that. Baylor is a good opponent coming in because Baylor's actually down for the first time in a long time. They've got talented guys still, but they're just they they're missing an edge. They're missing a few few of those main guys they usually have, especially big guys. Uh, and so tonight would be a great. And, and, and if anybody's followed Texas and Baylor basketball over the last ten years, the Bears are far and away won that rivalry. And so I think for Texas, this would be a good bounce back. 
You, you just got beat by a pretty good Tennessee team. You could have played better, but you were up there and you threw hands. You did well. But Baylor's a good way to to, to sort of bounce back. All right. The, the roundup is uh, – we got. A, I got another question. I got one more you. note for you, too, oh, before, yeah. we, before you drop one more uh, for Miss Laura Baker. Uh, Friday night, I got to meet uh, – I got to see Chris Jackson for the first time at Texas High School. Uh, Texas wide receiver – the new Texas wide receiver coach. Um, that's a big guy, Bobby. That that, that – that's a, I can see how he played in the league. That, that, that's a big dude. Him and uh, DB coach Terry Joseph were on hand at, at Waco High to watch Lake Belton's Micah Hudson and Selman Bridges. Uh, they weren't the only ones. Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M came out to, to watch uh, Micah Hudson as well. Nebraska was there again. And for the seventh consecutive basketball game, Texas Tech was there. And when people ask me, Kind of where is that recruitment going at? We have a great How update. can Texas Tech go to seven consecutive basketball games? They just can. That's they not just, legal. It is legal. It, there, there's an open period where they can show up to the basketball game. Now, they can't have contact with him. But for the last two and a half, almost three weeks, they have been – they've had at least two guys at every single game. And there were three on Friday night. And so when people ask, why is Texas Tech in the mix so much for Micah Hudson – because they're recruiting him the hardest. But it was fun to see Hudson and, and, and Bridges again on the basketball floor. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we posted some incredible highlights from Micah Hudson. Be sure and check that out at InsideTexas.com. But just of a note, Chris Jackson, it, as soon as he gets the title, as soon as he gets his first piece of Texas gear, he's hanging out in Lake Belton. And then he makes the drive over to Waco High to watch the basketball game. So Texas fans, be assured, the number one priority and target is also the number one man on Chris Jackson's mind. He got to meet – Michael Hudson got to meet Jackson uh, as well on Friday at school. And um, it's it's going – I think it's – I think this is a good hire. I think he loves the fact Jackson has NFL skins on the wall. He comes in as real. He had mentioned there's no cowboy hat. There's no cowboy boots. He's just a wide receiver coach that wants to develop kids and put them in the league. And for Micah Hudson, I think that really resonated. Um, Justin, I have one more question for you. First, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker. Roundup is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Uh, you can contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com if you are thinking about moving to or from uh, the Austin area. Uh, Justin, I, I want to go back to uh, recruiting a little bit because National Signing Day comes up on Wednesday, National Signing Day too. It certainly has lost its prestige from back in the day when the first Wednesday in February was yeah. everything as it, as it relates to recruiting. But there is some intrigue going into it. Um, for Texas fans, in your opinion, right now, and, and looking back on what Texas did in recruiting, what they might be able to do by Wednesday, what's your overall take on that? I, I don't think they could have done much better in the first signing period, in the early period. Uh, inking, you know, Anthony Hill uh, a few days before the signing period, Tassilia Kana announcing on National Signing Day. Um, there was one other one that announced on signing day. There were DeAndre two Moore. Day DeAndre out. Moore. You know, throwing those three in, in what was already going to be a top five class, pushed them to top three. Uh, if they're able to corral Roberson, I mean, I, I've mentioned it on these videos before. Listen, Roran Roberson 
Every program needs a kid like him. He's not only uber athletic. He's not only uh, incredibly strong with good size. He plays with a nastiness. He is a safety that when a receiver goes across the middle, you're thinking about where he is because he will bring it. He is coming to take your soul. Uh, the man, I love interviewing that kid because he is very transparent. He's He loves to play football and he loves to hit. And so I, if Roberson were to jump in the class, I think they still maintain that three spot uh, with another four star. And, and, and it just shows it shows Texas trajectory. This is back to back top five classes now that, that Steve Sarkeesian has been able to build. And he's in a position now when if you, you know, part of his message to 2024s is look at what we've done with the last two. Look at the culture we've changed. Looked at the trajectory when the win loss change from first season to the sex season, second season, and how these guys are, are you know, buying in, especially with the early enrollees, you know, eight or nine of them already on campus. This class is just there's not a whole lot more you can say about it, Bobby. You weren't going to beat Alabama in this cycle. After Alabama didn't get the number one class last year, I think Saban took that personal. Then they re looked at the roster and figured out they need a ton of skill guys. They need a ton of offensive linemen. Uh, there, there was some holes to be filled there, so they weren't going to beat Bama or double or back-to-back -back champion Georgia. Very next best is Texas at number three. You can't complain with a recruiting ranking like that, but all it does is ratchet up those expectations for the 2023 season, and that's what's going to be so much fun over the next seven to eight months that we get to talk about, analyze, and, and get to figure out what's next. Justin, you've got the recruiting breakdown tomorrow uh, with uh, Trey Elling. Then uh, Jerry and I, uh, tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock, have the live stream uh, for Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's Roundup. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.